From the newsroom of Impact Alpha, I'm Brian Walsh, and this is your Impact Briefing for Friday, October 13th. On today's show, UNICEF USA's Christina Shapiro introduces Child Lens Investing, a framework for considering investment harms and benefits to children, children who have until now been left out of investment decision-making. But first, here's what you need to know from This Week in Impact Investing. Water, too little, too much, or too dirty, is forcing its way into the climate conversation. A mass of salt water is migrating up the Mississippi River. New York's flash floods shut down highways, schools, transit, and an airport. The bipartisan infrastructure bill allocated $50 billion over five years for drinking and wastewater infrastructure, but many communities are not prepared to access it. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency committed $500 million to help disadvantaged communities invest in drinking water, wastewater, and stormwater services. To help rural, tribal, and disadvantaged communities navigate the flood of federal funding, the Milken Institute's 10,000 communities and philanthropic coalitions such as Invest in Our Future and Build U.S. are stepping up. Bond markets don't account for climate risks, but they do extract a premium from black communities. Dennis Price dug into a study from Duke University as part of Impact Alpha's Impact Muni Beat. The study looked at the gap between the interest rate cost to the issuer of the bond and a risk-free benchmark. That's the so-called credit spread. The larger it is, the greater the perceived risk of the bond. The analysis of 700,000 municipal bonds found no meaningful penalty for actual increased physical climate risks. In contrast, the researchers did find that the credit spread increased with a percentage of a community's population that is black. That's the so-called black tax. The takeaway? Communities that have to pay the black tax are less able to make climate upgrades in the places that need them most. Emerging consumers are an emerging investment opportunity. LeapFrog's Emerging Consumer Fund raised another $100 million from the International Finance Corporation, or IFC. LeapFrog aims to close the fund, its fourth, at $1 billion by next February 29th. That's Leap Day. The Growth Equity Fund invests in healthcare and fintech businesses targeting underserved populations in emerging markets. And it's a 2x fund, meaning it meets the gender lens criteria of the 2x challenge. You can read more about all of these stories and more on impactalpha.com. Now it's time for our future conversation. There's a new impact lens in town. Impact Alpha's David Banks spoke with UNICEF U.S.'s Christina Shapiro about child lens investing at the GIN conference in Copenhagen earlier this month. Let's jump right into their conversation. Welcome, Christina. Hi, nice to see you, David. Um, You've been uh, all around now talking about child lens investing. What is child lens investing? So child lens investing is an approach to investing that incorporates the perspective of children into both investment processes and investment strategies. And it invites investors to consider child-related factors to both avoid harm to children, but more importantly, to drive better outcomes for children. It's one of these ideas that uh, is a new idea, and then when you get it, you think, ah, that uh-huh. is, that's everywhere. Because 
I, I, I always say, like, were you a were you were you ever a child? It is universal. <laughs> Everyone was a child, but this is a challenge because children are everywhere. They're ubiquitous, but they're invisible from investment strategies and decisions. Unless you're specifically child-centered and focused exclusively on children as your unit of measure, but all investor actions uh, and decisions impact children directly or indirectly, intentionally or unintentionally. So that's a good point. This is not only investments in childcare or no. preschool or early childhood education. This no. is, these are investments across the board and how do they affect children? That's exactly right. So what we're asking investors to do is, I mean, I'm, I'm wearing glasses, so it's a little bit gimmicky, but to really put on a frame and to look at the world through the lens of children. And children, um, there's part of our framework that we launched uh, invites investors to uh, apply a principle to their investing, which is the whole child principle. And that means that children don't exist um, as, a, as an economic agent on, on their own, but that they're impacted by their family, their community, their society, and are deeply impacted by all of the systems around them. So an investor can impact a child by investing in climate change, right, and, 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 and renewable energy. Um, renewable energy can have an impact by bringing better solar-powered uh, systems to schools and clinics that are, are serving children. Um, you could reach children through affordable housing strategies in multifamily housing, the challenge is that investors don't think of children because they're not the economic agents. They're not the business owners or the heads of household or the entrepreneurs or, you know, they're not or the being, fund managers. Or the fund managers. Um, oh, that's exactly right. But they are being impacted. And so it is absolutely beyond um, only those funds that are exclusively focusing on children through education or nutrition or health, for example. Okay, so, but because it's so universal, what does it add to actually have a child lens? What, what changes as, as investors adopt the child lens? That is a great question. So I think there's a couple of things. The, the first is that it is, we think of it as a, the golden thread across all the different areas, the thematic and, and lenses that are currently applied and that it works and it layers very well. So if you have a gender lens, you can adopt a child lens and, and you might look at an investment and say, okay, an investment in childcare is a gender investment because it is allowing the, uh, the heads of household to go back to work. But it, if you're focused on that investment in terms of high quality childcare, it is hugely beneficial for the child, right? If you're thinking about agricultural development, you might be looking at yield of agricultural investments. But by that investor asking what nutrients are children deficient in, in the areas in which we're investing, that might help them to fund businesses that are focused on a particular agricultural crop that will address the nutritional challenges. So it allows for a more holistic uh, view of impact. It is also a risk mitigant in that, as, as I mentioned, I think investors are impacting children. And if you're not aware of the impact that you're having, you could be harming children unintentionally. And so one of the tools that we developed is a child risk questionnaire where we're inviting either the asset owners or the managers to really understand themselves through their operations, but also for their investees, how they may be impacting children. So just like the risks to children could have super long-term effects as yes. those children um, grow up with, with different kinds of um, disadvantages, um, the positive impacts could also sort of multiply Absolutely. over time as they Absolutely. become uh, happy and productive members of, of their own communities. Um, so how do you think about sort of the returns on child lens investing? So, I mean, I, I think there's... Uh, certainly long-term returns, right? So the investment in education today is going to yield a more prepared workforce, uh, you know, better uh, entrepreneurs, if you will, better leaders. But I don't think that it's always a, a you, you don't always think of it as, as a, only a long-term, right? If you're investing in better investments in clean water, 
Um, certainly, you're going to have returns right away by having less uh, health care issues with your population, less children dying, lower health care costs. So I don't think it's always long term. I think there are short term benefits as well. So what is the one or two things that investors should do next to adopt the child lens? I, I love that question. So I think the first thing is we, we need investors to to reflect. So one of the things that we're what that means is digest the framework that we're publishing along with the toolkit and really start to ask themselves the questions of, are they impacting children? If so, in what ways? Um, are they able to measure the impact on children? If not, why not? What can their contribution be to advance the um, outcomes of children, either directly or indirectly? So I think that is the first thing that we, that we can ask investors to do. The second would be for them to start to take action. So that could look like certain investors, after reviewing the framework and toolkit, saying, you know what, I'm a child lens investor. I'm inclusive. I do affordable housing. Um, I do uh, climate-related investing. And I could see how my investments are impacting children and families. I'm going to start to ask for impact on children through my investment process. I'm going to start to implement the child risk questionnaire. And even better yet, over time, the third thing they can do, and I know that's not going to happen right away, is the change, which means that incremental capital will start to flow to those investments that are both good for business and good for children. So good for business, good for children. Uh, we all were children once. Thank you, Christina, Absolutely. for joining Thank us. Thank you for having me, David. Great. Okay. Bye -bye. Awesome. Thanks so much to Christina and David for that great conversation. They will dig deeper into the child lens investing at a panel at the SOCAP conference in San Francisco later this month. And that's going to do it for this week's Impact Briefing. Thanks again to Christina, David, and our producer extraordinaire, Isaac Silk. You can sign up for Impact Alpha Open, our free weekly newsletter, directly at impactalpha.com, or become a subscriber to get full access to our award-winning daily coverage in impact investing and sustainable finance. Just go to impactalpha.com slash subscribe. I'm Brian Walsh. Be sure to check back for next week's briefing. Until then, take good care.